With this conversation, we're not applying strengths to the color of one's skin, the content of the character, the culture from which they come from, their religious or political beliefs. What it is that we're more focused on when we use the word diversity is the diversity of differences and the diversity of distinctions that strength can lead us towards. I think that this language of strength is, in, is entirely life-giving. It brings a lot of potential with it, but it also presents a series of fundamental challenges. And this topic of diversity, distinction, and differences is one of the fundamental elements that always pops up. We think we're talking about things that we have in common, but what it reveals is just how unique, beautiful, and distinct we each actually are. And that's where I see the greatest potential and greatest reward is in understanding how it is that we can better relate to one another to be more aligned around the purpose that brings us together and to have that sense of meaning and belonging all along the way. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the podcast, I'm chatting with our founder and president, Brian Schubring, about strengths and diversity. We know that the word diversity means many things, but today on the show, as Brian mentioned at the very beginning, we're using it to illustrate how a common language of strengths can lead us to a greater understanding of the things that make us unique. And why we're paying attention to this and focusing on diversity and strengths is because most often when someone goes through an experience with strengths, they get their top five themes and those words describe some things about them. Many times there's an alignment happening around those words, but what they mean for each individual can be significantly different based on, well, any number of factors. Now, it's all very positive and helpful, but what we're doing at Leadership Vision is taking it a step further. Now, you've probably heard us refer to this before, but we take a behavior-based approach to interpreting and understanding strengths at a talent level, meaning there could be anywhere from 10 to 20 unique talents those identifiable behaviors that we're actually seeing that make up each strength name. Identifiable behaviors of how we think, how we form relationships, how we get things done, and how we influence people. That is where the diversity really comes from. The closer any of us get to an understanding of any one individual strength, well, the more different we're going to realize we are from someone else. So keep listening as we unpack what this means and why this is such an important next step for all of us in our strengths journey and one or two ways that you can begin to implement a similar approach for yourself or your organization. One of the things I believe that we would all recognize is that when we confront or when we begin to entertain someone that is different than us, when we begin to first see their diversity for the first time, we are noticing one or two things about them that are different, not the depths of difference that lie beneath that. 
So when we first encounter diversity, we may first encounter it by a person's skin color or by their dialect or maybe by the location that they have come from. We can easily identify that they're doing something different. It's that one or two or three things that we identify that then leads us to some assumptions beyond that. So diversity begins with the identifying of what we know is different. And so with strengths, I believe that we begin by noticing the behaviors that we see the most, noticing the most common behaviors to each of the strengths. That's where we begin. So essentially, I'm not considering the 10 to 14 different behaviors of your unique strength of restorative. What I'm first identifying is those two or three elements of your strength of restorative that I see the most often, that I'm the most comfortable with, and that's where we start. So we're, we're trying to break it down into some fundamental elements of what is most recognizable. So one of our colleagues just walked by, Steph. One of the things that I notice about her that everybody will notice about her is she is very structured, which is different than me. So that stands out. You know, you could say the same like with, with sports teams, with you know, where people live, there's things that we recognize and notice about people that just stand out as being different. So I notice this about her. She's very structured. She's very disciplined. She likes to have everything, you know, neatly filed away in certain ways. So what do I do with that? Like, what do I do as a colleague? Like, how do I see and recognize that difference and actually then use it in a way that's that's helpful and generative and doesn't just annoy me about her. Well, you just did it, Nathan. You just oh, named okay, a couple okay. of the things that you are drawn to. Like you're naming the things that are different than you and that's the starting point. So you we begin this conversation around identifying the differences that we see as distinct. And I would hedge just because I know Steph as well. I think that then the closer you get to understanding how her strength of discipline is at play, you're going to see place after place after place after place where the strength of discipline is applied, increasing the examples that you have, deepening the distinction and differences that she brings with just that one strength. So the point is this, strengths will introduce you to a common way of identifying people's behaviors, but the closer you get to that person, the better you understand that strength, the more different and the more distinct they're going to be. I'm wondering if knowing the names of the strengths is even important. Knowing the names of the strengths is important in this one particular application to help you understand what it is that you're looking for. Ah. It is the gateway through which you begin to now see those identifiable and repeatable talents that you're probably most accustomed to. I believe that people are less aware of what that name of the strength actually is, and they're more aware of what the unique behaviors are because we live in close proximity with, with one another. And we oftentimes have a myriad of examples of the behaviors of strength. We just don't know how to categorize them. Right. And what right. strengths does is it gives us five words five areas, five categories, five ways to understand and how to place behaviors because we know what those behaviors look like. My premise with all this is that I believe we are really more aware of each other's distinction and diversity than we actually are willing to accept. Say more about that because I think sometimes we look at those those differences and we try to find commonality with that. So 
how do you leverage that? How do you use that? How do you apply that to your situation and someone's difference? Or we take the exact opposite approach of that and we look at someone's difference and say, that's annoying, that's bothersome, that doesn't fit and that doesn't like match what I prefer. And so we distance ourselves from them. Whenever we enter into a conversation about someone's differences and how they're unique and distinct, a couple of things are going to happen. First, we're going to realize how close we are to somebody because we have a common way that we're understanding and interpreting things. Then I also believe that, that there's also this application of the rings of distinction that go beyond that. There are some people where the distinction is so much different than us that it's going to be really difficult for us to sometimes even understand the meaning or the value of why that person does what they're going to do. And that's where I believe that understanding the language of strengths and the 34 words of the strengths can help us begin to understand like how easy is it going to be for us to connect with someone and then how different someone actually is. And that in and of itself can be extremely helpful for us to begin to understand why we have some challenges in our conversations, why we sometimes have great challenges in how we make decisions. It's simply because maybe the diversity is so broad that we just have this sense of disconnect with a person from the beginning. Not that that can't be amended, but it will be more challenging for us. So then do we start with these five names? Mm -hmm. And that brings us, let's say, a couple steps closer to that understanding but then if I'm, underst- if I'm understanding what you're saying, it is, it's not enough. It's not enough to just end with this person has discipline and then I, therefore I know everything I need to know about this person. It's we have to go level three, four, ten deep to like really recognize those behaviors. Over time. Over time. We have a philosophy at Leadership Vision called you know, what we're going to hold loose and what we're going to hold tight. Um, That can also be interpreted as, you know, when we're going to lean in and when we're going to lean back. And so with this idea of diversity and using strengths to help us understand our distinctions and differences, what I would ask us to do is I would ask us to hold tight to what those theme, those strengths names are, hold loose to a definitional understanding of what that might look like. Hold tight to this idea that, this person has these five strengths or these six or seven strengths, but hold loose with this understanding of they may surprise us with some behaviors of that strength that we maybe would not have thought of or would not have deemed valuable unless seen applied in a generative way. So I believe that that would then ask us to then have obviously an adaptive mindset in helping us understand where a person's coming from. But I think even more important is that we also accept a diversity mindset that we come to the table with this understanding that someone is going to be more diverse than we actually realize. And now we're about to be surprised about that. And that also leads us to another point when it comes to diversity is to not allow the differences and distinctions to be a barrier, but to be an introduction of how we can remain curious and empathetic to that individual. And I think that those two ideas, curiosity and empathy are directly applied whenever distinctions and differences come to the point of addressing our own unique distinctions and differences and where they may come up short. I'm wondering if we can apply this now. I'm wondering if we can can kind of s- to move ahead to like a practical application of this. Cuz I'm wondering how do we how do we take this from kind of the 50,000 foot view and bring it down? 
So we can understand the differences, distinction, and diversity and apply them to ourselves, to the teams that we're on, and then also the, the cultures and environments and contexts. Like, how do we do that? Is there a one, two, three easy step? And when I say we, I'm, I'm obviously talking about leadership vision, but we as the larger collective of people who are interested in, in moving the work of strengths forward. I think the first place to start, obviously, is with ourselves. Um, I wonder what it would be like if, if we began to interpret ourselves as distinct and diverse from everybody else. That we start first with this self-awareness and self-acceptance of our unique perspective. When we start from that point of view, knowing that we have a very diverse and distinct view on other people and how things should or should not be done then that will lead us to the point of saying, you know what, I have this unique perspective and someone else is going to have their own unique perspective. And when we begin with that mindset that someone's going to be different, I think that's the first application. The more unique we can understand who we are, how we show up and relate with someone else, that will begin to open us up to the second area of application. And that is, how do we begin to understand those who are nearest around us whether that be family members, uh, people that we um, are in relationship with in our communities or the teams that we serve or lead on within the organizations that we're involved in. That's the second layer of application. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform, that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. So Brian, that sounds great, but it also sounds exhausting and like a lot of work and you're trying to do the business of whatever business you're in. So how do you, how do you approach that in such a way that just doesn't feel like another thing to do? Well, I would, you know, just come right up against that and say, sure, it can be seen as exhausting. It can also be seen as engaging. It could, it could be seen as an invitation to get to know someone. And that's where I think that this idea of being curious kind of steps in because I think if you have that open mindset and you're willing to learn about someone, I think that you're going to be surprised and excited by what it is that you're learning instead of closed to what could possibly be presented before you. I also think that the work can be tiring. When we consider how it is that we relate to each other, that there's also a sense of relating to one another that is work, that may ask us to engage some professional disciplines that may be very normal for us or may be very abnormal for us, just depending on what our background is. I think everything that we accomplish in life is valuable to us because there's something that we've done to kind of work for it or something that we've done to earn it or there's something that we've done to kind of, you know, put the pieces in place so that we understand how it is that we're going to connect to each other. Because, you know, we really believe that it is within the context of diversity that we ourselves are going to value what our unique contribution is and we're going to value what another person's unique contribution is as well. And instead of it being this exercise that can lead to exhaustion, I think that it just could be an invitation to explore further 
what could possibly happen if we were to align ourselves together in these areas of distance instead of seeing that as an edge that can't be connected to. This is another thing that uh, comes up. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was about like a bioethicist or something like that. And she was talking about the edge effect and she was talking about the edge effect as it contains to uh, environments that we find within our world. So when, when two ecosystems come together, that when the, the edge of a rainforest bumps up against the edge of a river's tributaries, that that is what they call the edge effect where two environments come together and the life that exists there is much more dynamic than the life that exists when you're in the midst and the heart of that individual ecosystem. I think that that edge effect is directly applicable to this conversation about diversity. Yes, there's something that is easy um, that can be um, attributed to just being in your own unique bubble, but there's also something that can be very exciting and invigorating when you take these two edges that exist between people's diversity from their distinctions and their differences. Something can happen there that that I'm asking us to step into. In that midst of diversity and distinction, there's a greater capacity for catalytic breakthrough than there is around the greatest similarities. And I believe that fundamentally this conversation around strengths puts us right in the middle of that edge effect in relationships with one person or relationships with 10 people, that the potential for catalytic connecting and the potential for catalytic breakthrough is exponentially present within the great diversity that strengths brings up. So there's almost a a necessity to to lean into that diversity a necessity to to lean into what's difficult what's different what what maybe annoys us about another person and to to embrace that in such a way that allows that that creation of something that you maybe didn't even think of beforehand to come alive and, and to blossom and to flower and to to change into something that you didn't didn't think of yeah, I agree that the necessity is the invitation to exploration. That um, as leaders and influencers of other people, I believe that the necessity lies in our ability to invite people to explore these differences with other people and differences within teams in a safe, positive, and nurturing environment. That people need to know that to explore diversity, that that's a safe place, that there, it'll be a place that's free of judgment, a place that's free of projection. I think that people will also fear this conversation of diversity because they feel it could be extremely negative and critical. So how can we keep this conversation around differences and distinctions? How can we keep it positive, uplifting, and honoring that this is a human being that, that, that we're talking to? And I also believe that there's an element of nurture to this as well, because nurture implies an element of sequenced and patient growth that may happen. I just don't believe that bridges between differences and distinctions can be easily spanned or quickly spanned. I feel that in many conversations, there's there's a need to nurture one's understanding in the same way you would nurture the growth of an apple tree, you could say. That there's something about this process that, that is slow, it's intentional, yet it's judgment-free, and it's safe. I think that people are, are always looking for that because we search for meaning, we search for belonging, we, we search for something to do. We we're searching for that connection, and I believe that no matter who it is that we're connecting to, the closer we get, the more clearly we're going to see how it is that we're different, how it is that we're distinct, 
and how we can connect in a more intimate and deep way. Short of just sitting down and talking with someone and getting to know them and having patience when their differences, you know, bump up against the edge of your differences, are there like practical ways to do this? Because I'm always, I'm always wondering, you know, we talk about all this, you know, high level stuff, but how do you bring it down to do this to get this result? One of the things that we introduce is this concept of strengths assist. So when we're talking about diversity or when the topic of diversity and difference comes up, we will pose to the group that we're working with, how can you use a strengths assist to better understand a person's distinction and the differences that they're bringing to the table? For example, if I'm talking with someone that has the strength of analytical, I can say, well, how would that strengths assist me? in understanding what their perspective is. So a strengths assist is what unique behaviors and attributes of the strength of analytical can I remind myself of that will help me understand the distinct point of view that they're coming from. If I use a strength assist with someone that I'm talking to and they have the strength of includer, I can begin to understand how a strengths assist an includer can lead me to understand how they see people differently. They may see people that are left out. They may see people that are forgotten. They may see people that need to be at the table, and that's how a strengths assist can help. A strengths assist is simply a reminder of what strengths that person has and how can that assist me in understanding their unique and distinct perspective on their relationships, how they're problem solving, and how they're getting things done. It's, it's interesting as you talk about that, I, for some reason, I just keep thinking about John Stockton from the Utah Jazz and how he's like the all-time assists leader or something like that. And I'm not a big basketball fan, so I could be getting this confused. But my point is, I think it's cool how in basketball and maybe hockey, they have this stat that they track that is helping someone else score, you know, helping someone else achieve, you know, the ultimate, you know, the points, which equals the win. And I think when we apply that to us is how we are assisting others in understanding and getting where they're going is equally as important as getting to that place wherever they're going. Make sense? It totally makes sense because here's how we do it with the clients that we're working with. Uh, Sometimes we introduce this idea that when confronted with diversity, difference, and distinction, it is sometimes the responsibility of ourselves to bring the strength assist. So that could sound like this. A belief statement's about to happen. I'm about to say something that's going to sound really, really strong. And that's you providing an assist saying, my strength of belief may be heard here, and that will help others understand your perspective and understand why it may sound different. Someone could also say, I think my strength of achiever needs to really write this down and get a list going so that we understand what we need to work on. That's a strength assist, but it's coming from the person that is in a team saying, here's what I'm about to do. I'm going to assist you in understanding my unique perspective. So it's actually we ourselves taking an active role in closing the diversity and difference gap. Mm-hmm. And if you, if we, if we want to continue on the sports metaphor, it, it those assists are only possible in the teams that are really good when you know through practice, through this this relationship of knowing you know all the no look passes and knowing where that person should be based on this play which only happens through repetition, through drills, through all of the things that are not necessarily fun, but that's how you get to that level of achieving the thing that your team wants to achieve. Yes, I agree. Because in 
that illustration, that mindfulness of what each person is bringing, um, where it is that they're great and where it is that they have a need, that mindset is the mindset that I would hope that all of us would carry with us as we continue in this quest of understanding how it is that we can better understand each other and how it is that we can better work together. Because when we look at strengths, yes, we're all attracted to those initial five words that we receive. And we're also keenly aware that it's that when we come together, we're being aligned around this common language. But the second thing I would like us to remember as we um, look at this conversation is the closer we get, the more different and distinct we're going to become. The more we're going to realize how different and distinct that we are. And we also have to begin to um, remind ourselves that we have a responsibility to be open-minded, to be able to allow ourselves the space to hear what other people are thinking and give ourselves the freedom to adjust to how they're approaching a conflict or a challenge that's in front of them. And strengths can be a way of assisting us in understanding why it would be that they would choose to relate that way or to help us understand how and why they choose to do things the way that they do. But also key to this conversation is us understanding how we can use the language of strengths to assist us in reminding others why it is that we show up the way that we do, why it is that we become so passionate about something, and it may seem inexplicable to ourselves, but it, that could be something that's challenging to, to somebody else. I think that this language of strength is, in, is entirely life-giving. It brings a lot of potential with it, but it also presents a series of fundamental challenges. And this topic of diversity, distinction, and differences is one of the fundamental elements that always pops up. We think we're talking about things that we have in common, but what it reveals is just how unique, beautiful, and distinct we each actually are. And that's where I see the greatest potential and greatest reward is in understanding how it is that we can better relate to one another to be more aligned around the purpose that brings us together and to have that sense of meaning and belonging all along the way. And throughout this entire conversation, I think it's worth reminding ourselves that for this to be generative, for this conversation around diversity, difference, and distinction to actually be helpful, I think that it would be well worth our time to remind ourselves that in the midst of all this, that we we'll need to practice a sense of vulnerability and empathy in how it is that we're connecting with others. We will have to take several steps towards others uh, for us to better understand each other. The person that we're trying to relate to, they'll have to take a few steps uh, towards us as well. But to remind ourselves that when I'm vulnerable, when I practice an active understanding of why someone believes what they do, if I have an empathetic presence and understanding why someone feels the way that they do, that in and of itself will lead to a greater chance for us to develop and grow deep in our relationships than if we choose to just simply sit in one place and ask people, come to me and understand me. Most of you listening to this podcast right now started this work because you wanted to help people. And it's important to remind ourselves that staying curious will open us up to learning all kinds of things about those people. Remember, this is hard work. But if you stick with it and continue to pursue understanding, it'll pay off. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.